From the EPR Creation Studio, this is Jason Staples bringing you the Unconquered Podcast, Boston College Preview. As always, this podcast brought to you by EPR Creations, bringing the best of website development and internet marketing for an affordable price. And there's a lot to talk about, but I'm going to keep it fairly short on this preview. Interesting game. Interesting matchup. You're looking at a Florida State team that really looks like it's turned the corner in a lot of ways against the Boston College team that had this been, and I said this against Miami too, it's too bad they couldn't have played this game a month ago because uh, with Phil Jerkovic out, they are a completely different team. But against the Boston College team that just dropped 41 at Georgia Tech and once again playing against a red-hot quarterback and frankly one who is probably better, I think better than Van Dyke. I think better than Van Dyke at this stage because of his experience, but similar skill set to Van Dyke. Not quite as fast in terms of once he gets moving, uh, but you know does a reasonable job in short yardage or goal line situations of, of tucking and running when he needs to. And a very, very good downfield thrower and someone who can threaten your defense basically at every level as a passer. And... <laughs> You know, if this game had been, like I said, if this game had been a month ago and Florida State was playing this game the same time that they did, say, the, the North Carolina game, I'd give Florida State like a 80, 85% chance of winning this game because I, didn't, I wouldn't think Boston College could be able to score because they just could not score points without Dracovic. And he has completely changed their offense by coming back earlier than expected and once again, you know, played really well last week. Let's just go ahead and dive into the BC offense versus the Florida State defense because that's really where this game, I think, uh, that's going to that's gonna be the place where this game is determined. And the Florida State defensive preview brought to you by Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida, the best in the business in the greater Jacksonville area. Tell them you heard about them from the Unconquered podcast. If you are a real estate agent and you need to refer someone to someone in the greater Jacksonville area, do the same. Lewis will not disappoint you. He does the best job in that region, in that area, and a true null. All right, so you think about this. Like I said, they they scored 41 at Georgia Tech, and, and it's a, this is a difficult Boston College offense to assess in a lot of ways because of how they, they basically played completely differently. They're a completely different team when they didn't have Djurkovic. And he just completely changes the game for them. I mean, they were hopelessly inefficient. I mean, held to seven points against NCSU, 14 against at Louisville, held to six at Syracuse. This is a team that just was not very good in the games without Dracovic. Then he came back and they beat Virginia Tech at home, 17 to three against the Virginia Tech team. I mean, that, that ultimately is the game that uh, probably more than any other, any other game. This that was a game that sealed the fate of uh, Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. Only three points managed against this Boston College team. And then you know you're looking, you're going okay. Well, Jerkovic didn't look completely ready to go. Didn't look completely healthy in that game. Came back a little early. And then they go and they drop 41 on the road at Georgia Tech. And his passing stats, his line on dropbacks. Just absurd. His his passing numbers on the day, 12 of 19 for 304 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 
total QBR rating. And this is this is silly. 1.31 expected points uh, added per drop back. So every time he dropped back to pass, it was worth basically 1.3 points for Boston College in this game. So, you know, that's about as efficient as you can get at the quarterback position, just absurdly efficient. And he just threw the ball all over the yard and threw it with accuracy, drove the ball downfield, threw the deep ball to multiple areas of the field with accuracy, receivers not breaking stride. A couple throws he made where, you know, the couple times he did get pressure in this game, backing up and throwing uh, a deep over route over two two defenders and dropping it right into the into the arms of his of his uh wide receiver going towards the sideline perfectly in stride. I mean that was just a ridiculous throw. And it's the kind of throw that he can make. I mean those are NFL throws and he's got an NFL type arm and and ability to make some of those throws. So definitely is going to stress the Florida State defense without question. Now the one thing that does really give you pause here is again they went from 17 against Virginia Tech to 41 against Georgia Tech for a reason one of the biggest reasons is that Georgia Tech basically didn't get any pressure on him at all you watch it and he's throwing from a completely clean pocket pretty close to all game and then you'd think well at least they're covering right no those receivers were pretty much wide open all game too so he's making big time throws no doubt and there were times where the few times where they did have some guys covered, he still made those throws. But, but, it's not quite the same thing if you're playing under pressure and you're throwing to a team, throwing against the defense that's not going to bust a bunch of coverages. So we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, Florida State has busted their their share of coverages on the year, but I think they've gotten a lot better. And, you know, all you have to do is go back to the, uh, to the the Miami game for evidence of that, that you didn't have a bunch of busts in that game. The, the plays that Miami got offensively against the Florida State pass defense, those were, they had the one trick play up the sideline. But aside from that, I mean, they earned everything they got or got really lucky with the deflection, but they earned what they got. And if Florida State makes Georgia, or makes Boston College earn it, unlike what Georgia Tech did, I don't think, I don't think Boston College is going to drop 41 on this Florida State defense the way that they did against Georgia Tech. I, I mean, 8.71 yards per play. I mean, the next closest on the season that they had to that against anybody with a pulse was 5.77 yards per play against Mizzou early in the year, where they also scored 41 points. It's a different game, different kind of game. But, I mean, that's more, I think, what you can expect of, of, of this offense against a decent defense. I mean, Mizzou's not very good defensively either. Uh, but I mean, they, they, that offensive explosion, that was really the only game all season where they've been explosive the rest of the year. They've been sort of plotting. I mean, 4.49 yards per play at temple. I mean, just trying to pick the games that, that Jerkovic actually played in. And, you know, that's basically where they're at, you know, in the high fours to, you know, low to high fives yards per play. I mean, that's not great. It's also, you know, certainly not 8.71 yards per play like what we saw against Georgia Tech. So decent offensively, but like I said, they've not been super explosive across the rest of the year, and Florida State's just going to have to make them earn that. Now, 
the other thing is that running the football, they're okay. They're they're not a they're not a great rush offense. I mean, Pat Garwo against Georgia Tech, twenty four carries, hundred and four yards. You know, solid five yard per carry average, and they don't tend to throw the ball to their backs a ton, which is a good thing for Florida State given that matchup. That's you know that if they if they do have something that they can pick at, they've got some tight ends there that uh, that have had some success when they've gone to them. And again, they they have some some backs that could potentially present a problem for Florida State's backers in coverage. But I think again, it really boils down. This game boils down to how well Florida State's going to cover the big threats downfield, specifically Zay Flowers, who is by far their biggest threat. Uh, he's a dynamic wide receiver who you don't really like the matchup of him against any of Florida State's defensive backs. But again, if you can force him to to earn what he gets and not just be running wide open, then you know you can tip your cap a few times and still potentially win this game. So so that's where this kind of stands is. Are you going to be able to get pressure on Djokovic? And they're, they're experienced. They're very experienced offensive line, but they're pretty average, I'd say, up front. And again, it's not like they're opening a bunch of holes in the in the run game. They're 47th nationally in sacks allowed against FBS competition at 1.8 sacks per game allowed. Now, coming off the Miami game, the reason one of the reasons Florida State was able to get uh, get to Van Dyke and, and cause him problems is that Miami's 107th there, 3.0 sacks per game. So basically another 1.1 sacks per game uh, comparatively. So significantly more pressure that they were able to get on Van Dyke. So I do, I do think that's going to be kind of the thing to watch. Will Florida State be able to get pressure on uh, Djokovic? Will they be able to get him uncomfortable enough to where he's not just dropping dimes the way that he did against Georgia Tech. If they can't do that, and if they're basically giving up free runners in the secondary, then you know that, that's the ballgame. But I, I like Florida State's matchup up front in this game. I think Florida State will be able to, to limit the Boston College running game reasonably well and make Boston College more one-dimensional. And, and BC was able to throw when they wanted to throw against Georgia Tech, and if they're just throwing a bunch of play action and you're you're not able to to keep them uh off the off schedule they're going to cut you up i think florida state will be able to to stop the run better in this game particularly because they don't have a ton of explosiveness in the run game uh and i think they'll be able to get some pressure not a, not as much pressure as they got on van dyke but i think they'll be able to get some pressure on phil jerkovic and and limit him significantly more than what we saw last week. I mean, somewhere between the Virginia Tech outing where they scored 17 at home and the Georgia and the Georgia Tech outing where they scored 41 on the road, you know, somewhere in the happy medium there is where I kind of expect this game to to fall for Florida State as the defense continues to to take a step forward. Now, on the other side of the of the ball, I I I do like the matchup for Florida State. And and the Florida State offensive preview brought to you by Shenandoah Newsma of Keller Williams Realty in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You can find her at shenrealestate.com. Tell her you heard about her from the Unconquered podcast. If you have any real estate needs in the Research Triangle area of North Carolina. Now, again, I like the matchup for Florida State here on the offensive side when, when they're playing against the BC defense. BC has a very, very good pass defense. 
and that's due mostly to their secondary and linebackers and coverage, and they do a lot of sophisticated stuff. I mean, Halfley's a good coordinator. Uh, they, they run a good defense. That said, against FBS competition, they're 67th in total defense, and they have not exactly played a murderer's row of, <laughs> of, of, of teams this year. So they're giving up 5.69 yards per play. Like I said, against FBS competition, that's 67th. It's not not as good as Florida State's, and they've not played the schedule of offenses that Florida State has played. Colgate, UMass, Temple at Temple, Missouri at Clemson when Clemson was really struggling offensively. NC State, where they gave up 33. At Louisville, they gave up 28. At Syracuse, they lost 21 to 6 there. Those were without Jurkovic. And then Virginia Tech, where they scored. Uh, where they gave up three to Virginia Tech. That's a good performance, but VT has been an enigma this year. And then thirty, they gave up 30 to GT. So, you know, that's that's not exactly a bunch of really quality quarterbacks, especially if you look at that list. Which of those teams has a quarterback that you really like? I'd say Leary for NC State. Malik uh, from Louisville. Other than that, I mean, you don't really like, you're not in love with any of the quarterbacks on that schedule. And, and that explains to some degree why they're 23rd nationally in, in pass defense and giving up a 119 passer rating. It's okay. And it certainly helps explain why they're 30th in scoring defense against FBS teams. They've, they've not played a great set of, of offenses. But again, they're consistent. They've got a good group of, uh, They've got a good group of, of in the secondary that will make you earn it. And they're opportunistic. They, they do turn you over. They will catch interceptions. Uh, Jaden Lars would be is actually had a, uh, has had a, a couple turnovers forced and one return for a touchdown. So good for him up there. But the other thing that, that the thing that really has me thinking that this is a good matchup on this side of the ball for Florida state is essentially what BC has up front. They, this is not a team that's going to be able to really pressure Florida State's offensive line. I mean, they are 108th in the nation in sack rate. That's 1.4 per game. So the pass rush ain't great. And they're just as bad stopping the run. They're 105th in the country against FBS competition, allowing 4.98 yards per carry. So against, against the group of teams that I just mentioned, they're giving up five yards a carry. That's not great. And you're, t- you're playing against a team that does run the football well. And Georgia Tech ran a lot of the same stuff that Florida State runs a- along with a quarterback who's kind of a poor man's Jordan Travis. I mean, Jordan Yates is basically a poor man's Jordan Travis. And they scored 30 and ran it for 6.47 yards per rush. Look, Florida State averages 6.47 yards per rush. They're winning this game. GT just couldn't stop them. And GT also only averaged 4.13 yards per drop back, which is, oof, that's rough. They just couldn't throw it. But I, I think Florida State's going to be able to run the football in this game. And the question is, will they be able to hit a shot or two downfield? And, and you know, can they make sure that they take care of the football? But I think they're going to be able to have a good day on the ground and they'll be able to play action because BC doesn't get after the quarterback that well. So frankly, I like this matchup because I think Florida State's offensive line is better than Boston College's defensive front. Now, that still depends to some degree on how healthy they are at guard. 
if Dylan Gibbons, for example, that goes out there and doesn't play, then that, you know, brings things back a little bit, uh, you know, pretty significantly. But I, I think all things being equal, Florida State should average six plus yards per play in this game and, and probably six, six plus yards per carry on the ground, just like Boston or just like Georgia Tech did against Boston College. And BC special teams aren't great. I mean, they gave up a kick return for a touchdown. I don't think that's exactly a risk for risk against Florida State. But, you know, they're, they're not a team that's going to going to kill you in the, in the special team side either. So all that said, when we come to the overall and the overall breakdown brought to you by Garage Makeovers, best garage remodeling company in South Florida, information on them is in the show notes. The, this matchup overall, I like this matchup for Florida State because I think Florida State is the better team on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that's not been the case an awful lot for Florida State the last few years. But I think that's the case in this game. I think Florida State's secondary has gotten better in recent weeks. And I think that helps as well when they're playing against a hot quarterback. And then final thing here, consider what Florida State has done when Jordan Travis has been in the lineup this year. Overtime against Notre Dame. He came in against Wake after, you know, that game was basically out of hand. And actually, you look at his stat line and you look at his numbers in that game and he basically brought things back to somewhat respectability, but it was just too far gone at that point. A win over Syracuse at 33 points, scored. A win at UNC, 35 points, scored. A loss at Clemson, 13 offensive points, scored. So there's your one down down game. And against a defense that you couldn't block. And then a win over Miami with 31 points, scored. So essentially, in all the games that he started and played where he was reasonably healthy, Florida State has scored over 30 points. And that's against Notre Dame, Syracuse, North Carolina, and Miami. Those are not bad football teams. And those are all teams that have defenses that, that can actually play. They're not great defenses. Notre Dame's defense is awfully good. Syracuse's defense is pretty good. But respectable numbers and scoring points in games that he's played. I think that's going to pr- continue in this game. I like Florida State to go on the road and win this game, despite it being a trap game after an emotional Miami win. I think Florida State is going to go on the road and capitalize with another win. I'm going to say this one's going to go uh, 30. I'll go 37 to 33 with a 60% chance of Florida State winning. I think this is this is uh, this puts them in position. I think they're going to leave Boston with with a chance to salvage bowl bowl eligibility in a rivalry game against Florida in the finale. It's going to be really interesting. Like I said, I like their odds in this game. I like the matchup. You tend to go with the with the team that's going to win up front, and I think Florida State's going to win up front on both sides of the ball. The Unconquered Podcast is brought to you by EPR Creations, Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida, ShenRealEstate.com in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Garage Makeovers of Palm Beach and Broward County, and the Unconquered Podcast shop at UnconqueredPodcast.com, which features stickers, magnets, and other seminal gear. Thanks also to those supporters over at Patreon, where I post video analysis and field questions for the podcast from supporters. I'm especially grateful to those above the dynasty level. That is Andrew Garrett, Brian Leininger, Jonathan Kennedy, Lee Caswell, Travis Smith, Tyler Kashishki, Vince Calandra, and Bert Bertoldi. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave a five-star rating over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Post us on social media and tell a friend. This has been the Unconquered Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. I made this.